Oh, yes, friends. You are seeing that right. Are you kidding me? I cannot say enough about this film, especially with so much turmoil, so much chaos. It seems to be coming at us, especially conservatives, patriots, and Christians on a daily basis. There's never, ever been more of a time when we need to press in and we need, to, we need to seek what God is saying about this moment in history. You are watching this right now for a reason. And I absolutely believe that God is going to speak to you through this episode as well as through this movie that premieres June 6th. Let's get into it. Are you kidding me? First time I've ever opened up an episode like that. Instead of the trailer, I just had to. I am so excited about this interview with the producer of this film, uh, uh, Darren Wilson. Wilson. It's interesting when you say, you know, he's the producer. You can't really say creator or writer because you, when you see the movie, you understand there's no way he could have wrote this. He won't take credit for writing it because it's not, it's not something he wrote and created. He literally, he literally allows God... God, the man God, Jesus, he allows him to help the writing of the script. And there's no other way to describe it, friends. It's absolutely amazing. It's unbelievable. Uh, and it's so, so good. It's so good. And right now in our country, I believe like never before, we need those that do understand God. They do know Jesus. We need them not only with a closer relationship with him, hearing his voice, but we need those that are on the fence or those that are in the darkness that have no idea what's going on, that have no spiritual grid for what's taking place in our country whatsoever. We need them to understand that there is an answer. There is a God that is actively moving and working in the lives of people. And that's what this film shows. It shows it. There's no other way to put it. It shows it. There's no way any people or a collection of people could orchestrate something like this, uh, and, and I'm fired up about it, friends. I'm fired up. So without further ado, I want to bring on the producer, and I can say co-writer, if you will, of the film, The God Man, Darren Wilson. My brother, Darren, how are you doing today? So good to have you with me. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Absolutely. Well, I remember you came to uh, our church in Northern California, gosh, years, decade, over a decade ago or so, maybe 15 years, I don't know, but um, you've been on this journey to, to bring these films to people that help them with their understanding of God and religion. And I know me personally, when I got on fire for the Lord and had an amazing awakening at 18 years old, I know one of the things that I felt like God shared with me was he said, it's about a relationship, not religion. And that verse, that, that, that phrase, if you will, has been something that I've used throughout the years to try to, to, try to share what it means uh, about what I have, about the faith I have and the peace I have and where it comes from. It's about a relationship, not religion. But your films have been continually something that expounds on that statement and shows it in real life. So uh, I've watched the film. Uh, one of my daughters has watched the film. Your daughter's in the film. It's amazing. I don't know how much you want to give away or what you can share, but uh, but let's let's share what we can, and, and I think our, our audience is going to absolutely love it. So so let's start with what led you on this journey. I know you've got a couple of my really good friends in there, Robbie Dawkins and Bill Johnson. Uh, you... you uh, I know I saw you share that before you had a grid for maybe the supernatural or prophetic or any of that stuff, you you uh, heard Robbie speak. He gave you a word, and that kind of changed things. So start with what led you on this journey to even start making films like this. 
Yeah, so basically I started out, let's see, started making my first film when I think I was 30 years old. It's called Finger of God. Um, and I started out as a very pretty hardcore skeptic of, of especially of the supernatural. Um, I was, I've been a Christian my whole life, so I never really doubted that God was real, Jesus was real. That was never a problem. Having a relationship with him was a little bit more dicey because it's like, basically, I always tell people that growing up and for most of my life, I loved God, but I didn't trust him at all. And so I kind of tried to spend most of my life keep finding like the sweet spot of Christianity, I call it, where you're, you're, you're doing just enough that you don't feel like a total spiritual loser. But at the same time, like you, you, you keep him at, at God at such a distance so he doesn't get dangerous. Right. And so that's it was just this tension that I had pretty much, you know, for, for most of my life. And uh, I became a, a college professor at uh, 23 years old. And so I was very much an intellectual and so, yeah, so a lot of the supernatural stuff, I was like, mm, I don't I don't believe any of this stuff. But then basically what uh, it's a long story, we don't, we don't have to get into it here, but I had just a very, very powerful encounter um, with with the living God when I was 30 years old. And he basically told me to go go make this this film Finger of God. And so I never made a movie in my life, never touched a camera in my life, <laughs> borrowed equipment from my from my university in Chicago. And uh, my grandma, my 94 year old year old Mennonite grandmother basically financed the whole film for like 20 grand and yeah wow. just made this movie and just kind of like as a skeptic like is god still doing miracles and uh travel all over the world and just kind of put it together as best i could released it and it became just a massive underground hit and um that kind of catapulted me into making you know movies and so the god man is the sixth and final film of this kind of 15 year saga uh that i've been on Wow. Well, I, I know that what you just said has to resonate with some people out there. You were a skeptic. Does God still do miracles? I had a conversation with uh, uh, the, our masseuse, actually, at our chiropractor's office, who actually came out of the occult. And then some of the things that she'd seen in the church, she said, those are like occultic practices from what and how they I, I can, can see what they're doing. And so she's like, now she's a Christian, but she's like, but God doesn't do miracles anymore. And I said, oh, can I just share with you? And I told her a few stories and I said some things and I told her why. And she said, I've never heard it put like that before. She's like, what denomination are you? I said, it's not about a denomination. I said, it's what's in the Bible. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he loves yeah. his kids and he loves showing his love and mercy to his kids, his creation. But, but that is a very real sentiment out there in the church, especially in the Western culture, is that God doesn't do miracles anymore? That it's it's he's he's not doing that. We're here to just figure it out on our own and then do the best we can until we die, I guess. So the fact that you were a skeptic, you made that Finger of God movie, underground success, international success. Yeah. What did what happened on that first movie? And then we'll jump into to this one. But what happened on that first one, personally for you, that woke you up? To, or made you not be a skeptic anymore? Yeah, so there's two things. One, the, the thing that kind of started me to actually make the movie, um, even kind of like brought me to this thing, was my aunt and uncle, and actually in the, the very beginning of the, of the film, Finger of God. My aunt and uncle, their, their um, marriage was falling apart. They're basically, you know, they're about to get divorced. And uh, they, they heard about that God was moving in this church in Toronto. So they, they went out there to just say, hey, you know, you know, if, if, uh, if God did, can't do it, then we're just done. And so, um, 
they went there and they walked into the church, normal people. And then they walked out of the church two hours later and they both had gotten gold teeth, uh, like miraculous gold teeth. No, no, no. You're uh, talking about teeth, 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 like teeth, teeth in yeah. their mouth, teeth, solid gold. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my aunt actually <laughs> died last year. You know, people are going to hear that Darren, people are listening right now and they're going to say, this guy is already a wacko. He's already crazy. The problem friends is, I've seen that take place myself as well in my church in Northern California. After a prayer time, I've seen literally people with not only gold teeth, but silver teeth. So while you may not know Darren, you do know me and I can attest I've seen it happen. So go ahead. Continue. Yeah. So, I mean, we even extracted it after she died, so we still have it. But um, yeah, so so that was like, um, so, you know, when something like that happens to your own family, it's a little bit different than just somebody from the stage saying something, right? And yes. so I could t- call everybody a liar, which I did. Um, but then when it's your family that you've grown up with and, like, they, they don't have a ministry. I mean, he's a superintendent of schools. She's a housewife. Like, they're not trying to get anything out of this, right? And I'm just like, I, I could not deny that it, that it had happened, that God had done this. So that wow. was kind of like the springboard into, like, okay, is, if this is real – are all these other things that I'm hearing happening around the world, is, are those real as well? And so then when I had my encounter with God, and he's just like, go, you know, get off your butt and do it. So I did. So, so that was like the first part. And then basically there wasn't ever a moment while making the film where I was like, oh, I, like the switch is turned on. It was just like just this gradual thing that kind of by the end of it, when it was time to sit down and start editing the thing, I'm like, I think I actually believe this stuff. Like, I think it's like, cause you've just seen so much and you've like, you've met so many people and they can't all be lying. You know what I mean? And so it was just, it was just this gradual thing. And then honestly, I mean, it's not like I was just a hell, like, you know, hell bent. Like I'm just a hundred percent in it was, I mean, this whole, this has been a 15 year journey for me. Wow. To kind of get to this place where, you know, all of my other films have been, I, call, I say they've been like explorations where it's it's me kind of realizing, you know, for instance, like Holy Ghost, it's about the Holy Spirit, which I was always terrified of because you can't control mm. them, right? Like, mm. can't understand them, can't see, like, you know, and so I was terrified of it. So I'm like, let's just try to make the first film in history that was completely led by the Holy Spirit. Let's just jump to the deep end. Um, and then, you know, Father of Lights uh, is all about God the Father, who I always thought was like just always out to get me. And if it wasn't for Jesus, like he was just all he wanted to do was punish me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I knew that that was wrong theologically, but I didn't know it in my in my heart. And so I just start, set out to make a movie exploring who the father is. And so it's really like just been this 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 long journey of kind of discovery. But then when we got to this this film, The God Man, which is about Jesus, um, it wasn't it, I wasn't in a place anymore of where I want to explore because I, I spent 15 years discovering him and meeting him. And so now it was like, I just want to make a film that introduces him, introduces my best friend who I, who, and, and the, the character and nature of the Jesus that I have met to the rest of the world. And so that's kind of what this movie, uh, you know, set out to do. Well, it does an amazing job of it. And again, you just shared things that there's, there's so many people out there that think of God as this, you know, massive, you know, supreme being waiting for me to do something wrong so he can smack me you know, or, or give me a sickness or make me ill or whatever. And we, we know it's like as parents, we would never give our kids a sickness. I wouldn't give my kids any kind of sickness. I I wouldn't even give them a cold to try to teach them a lesson. That's just cruel. And I'm man, I'm a man, I'm a human. I'm capable and have done some pretty bad things in my life. 
Uh, I haven't committed murder, but short of that, there's a, there's a long list. So if me being capable of doing those kind of things wouldn't give sickness to my own child, why do so many people, you think, have that view of God is that he would give them sickness or he would just punish them and just waiting for them to do something wrong to punish them? Where do you think that comes from? Uh, okay, I think there's a lot of things, but I think one of the biggest things, honestly, is is that the vast majority of people view God as church. And church does that. And, you know, there's so many, even in the film, you see with my daughter, um, you know, she kind of walked away from, from from her faith in a sense because of all the judgment and all the, like, basically people were just constantly telling her she was a bad person and, you know, and, and she can't hang out with their kids anymore and punishing her basically, right? And so I think that's part of it. I think, you know, also you can, when you read the Bible sometimes, especially the Old Testament, you can things can get misconstrued you see kind of like you know that was that was a big hang up for me is you know i saw how god treated his friends you know he has abraham you know he, he tests him by you know go, go kill your son um it's a you know it's a, it's a pretty twisted story right yeah. um and uh but yeah but i think i think there's a lot of things that go into it but at the end of the day what we have to remember is it's you know the scripture even says that jesus himself says if you've seen me you've seen the father and most people that I've met, honestly, don't have a problem with Jesus. They yeah. have a problem with, with the church. They have a problem with Christianity. They have a problem with hypocritical Christians. They, you know, they have a problem with, you know, whatever. What Name your issue, right? It's always with men, with men and women, misrepresenting God. That's what it boils down to. And I think what happens then is it just gets piled on. You, you've experienced so much stuff from Christians who suck. And it's like, so you just say, okay, well, I guess God sucks too, you know. Yeah. And so I just, I, I just think that that's, that plays a big part into it. But at the, really, that's what I, again, why I made this movie, is to cut, pack, cut, you know, cut through all the political stuff, all the religious stuff, and just who is Jesus? Like, if we yes. just keep your eyes and keep, and just look at him, he's irresistible. Yeah, seductive even. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing my one thing my daughter said is she that pointed that that she pointed out when she watched it. She said the way that his daughter, you know, described being kind of wooed by 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 Jesus was like almost seductive. And she said that that sounds like kind of sexual. How could you describe it? And your daughter describes it just so perfectly as a. And how old is your daughter? If I could ask, she's twenty one. So as a 21-year-old, right, that's a millennial, you know, a 21-year-old um, that has, they're getting bombarded, we all are, but especially that, that young generation, by everything, and everything sexual, yeah. uh, but to have it, to have her use it in a phrase that's so pure as mm -hmm. just as just something that was just so pure and innocent, but so so loving that how it's irresistible. It was just beautiful. I mean, it's just yeah, so many it, things in her, there. In her words, he was just such a gentleman. Yes. You know, he just, he, he took his time and he's like, you know, he's... He's not pushing her into anything. It's just, you know, I just love you and like, just come, come to me whenever you want. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm here. I'll always be here. And that's who, that's who he is for everybody. Yeah, that's who he is. That's who he is to me. And that's who he is if we if we allow him to be that. Because like you said, yeah. so many people have been hurt by people in the church. And that's just it. They're people. Jesus didn't do that. God didn't do that through that person. If somebody's acting out of spite or resentment or manipulation or anything, they're not act. Those aren't things that God is. 
that's not how that's not how Jesus ever operated. And and I love the 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 phrase, the sentence uh, that you mentioned that's in the Bible, that where Jesus said, "If you've seen me, you've seen the Father." And uh, there's just people need an awakening of how good God is. And when they get that awakening, when they get that revelation of how good he is, how much he loves them and how much he wants to help them in every part of their life, even to a gold tooth, it's like people would say, why would God give somebody a gold tooth? What does that do? What did, what did it do for your parents? It was the single event that led to the total restoration of their marriage. Whew. <laughs> Well, yeah, there, again, there's a again, good reason for a gold tooth. <laughs> yeah, and so and it's funny because I, you know, especially back in the day, I'd hear all these critics of mine. They'd say that you know this is the devil, it's a, the angel of light, whatever you want to call it. And you know, this is a God would never do that. And I'm like, well, I don't think the devil is in the business of restoring marriages. I don't think that's really like his like game plan. You know what I mean? No. So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to give me a, something else. Give me, give oh. me a different reason why this is a God. <laughs> Because uh, that ain't it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So the God Man. I've got a couple videos here I want to show. It's not officially out until June 6th, but there, you've had some premieres. Uh, some people have got to see it. I, I love this one. I wanted to show this to the audience. Uh, listen to what this young woman has to say. Um, I really know nothing about the film. I've only watched The Finger of God. It was amazing. So I'm here with my mom. Oh man, are you kidding me? I mean, it's like, yeah, I guess, I guess, twenty one is is that a, that's more of a Gen Z, huh, than a millennial? I think it's Gen Zers. I think so. Yeah, I, at this think, point, I don't even know. I know. There's like, it's like all these different things, but there's a young young woman that I mean, again, going in, I get, I get, uh, I get emotional, man, when I feel Holy Spirit moving on people, and I just love it. I love it because it just it just shreds through all the BS, all the religious BS that man have put on people, that man have put through. Through people on people through their churches, it's just it, it's really again. I don't believe God created religion. I think the devil did, and uh, I think he did it for division and divisiveness. Uh, because you know, I've heard Bill Bill said this years ago, decades ago. I'm pretty sure I remember Bill saying this decades ago. He always likes to open up with little, you know, uh, little either comedic, comic, you know, uh, uh, something to laugh at or jokes, jokes or, or or something to make you think and. And I remember him saying, you know, I could just see the I could just see the father when we get to heaven saying, okay, all my all my Presbyterians over here, Catholics over here, Pentecostals over here, you know, uh, all the Episcopals over here, and then all my kids come to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he, he didn't yeah. he didn't I don't think he created that stuff. So it just shreds it just shreds it. So what is what's one of the things that jumps out to you that's different about this? sixth film of yours, The God Man, than any of the rest? What's what's something that stood out to you during the filming or editing about this of this film that stood out to you, maybe that's different than the rest or just that really stood out to you? Sure. 
Well, what you know, so we've done a, a number of showings like in churches and, and things like that. And everybody is telling me, everybody, that this is the best one. Um, and But they're all saying the same thing. There's something different on this one than the other films. The other films are great. They've changed thousands of lives. They've done, they've done amazing things. But they're like, there's just something different. And for me, I think it began when I started making it and kind of the spirit that I, that I, that I prayed that God would, would keep me on uh, throughout the whole filming of this thing, which is I just wanted it to be a pure movie. You know, I didn't want to like, there's no, you know, in other films, I, look, I'm a, I'm a storyteller. I'm an entertainer. I want to enter, entertain you. I want to, I want to prod you. A lot of my movies make people uncomfortable and that's intentional because um, I just, I want to, I want you to get engaged, right? Mm. With this one, it's like, I don't want to like have to do anything other than sh show you who Jesus is because he's wow. enough, right? He is enough. And so I think that combined with, honestly, with my daughter being a big part of the film, you know, I know we've referenced her, but just so your audience understands, uh, you know, her part that she plays in the movie is before I even started making this, she went very prodigal. She was off. She was basically a drug addict, um, you know, and she just wanted nothing to do with Jesus at all. And so just as a dad in desperation, I was like, because I know what filming these movies did in my life. So I just I hired her to basically come and like, you know, kind of help out with with the, the sound recording for, you know, whenever we went to film anything and in the course of just filming this movie and, and her just seeing behind the scenes all the things that god was doing and meeting all the people that we met i mean she got radically radically saved and uh is absolutely on fire right now and she's everybody's favorite part of the movie um and i think that's really the other the other part of it is there's the purity of jesus but there's also this is this is this isn't a great man or woman of God doing great man or woman of God things. It's a kid who's struggling in life and Jesus like meets her and you watch it happening. Right. And I think I'm getting emotional, but like, <laughs> and so it's so personal and, it, and it, so it yeah. makes the film so personal for everybody who watches it as well, because it's like, okay, I know that. I know that kid. I know that person. I know what I, you know, and um, you just can't deny it. You cannot deny that Jesus did it. Yeah, you can't. And it's, I mean, it's, I, I want to, it's in my heart to make movies one day. Um, and uh, I Let's mean, again, it, I'm just trying to keep it together here because uh, there's a lot of churchy movies and stuff. And hey, if, if, it, if it, it's going to reach people, God's going to use it. He's going to use it. He's going to speak to it. But I think there's a difference this isn't a churchy film at all. It's not a churchy, and it's more of a documentary anyway. But it's not a yeah. churchy film, and the way that you just the way that you just leave it up for God to prove it. It's like you know, like the 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 ending, and we won't give it away. But you, I think I could say you had a dream, and I'll, I'll only yeah. say that you had a dream, and it was kind of like, okay, I had this dream. God, what does it mean? Does it mean anything? And then again, I can't give it give it away because people gotta see it. But but how it all came together, <laughs> boom! Oh my gosh, I was not expecting that. I was not expecting the left turn that it took yeah, yeah. at the end of that. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" It was just well, so me, good, so good. I know, you don't want, I know you don't want to give it away. I'll give away some to, to just so people know what we're talking about. Basically. Long story short is for the first time in my entire career, God gave me a, a very vivid dream where he told me specifically where in the world to go. That's never, ever happened to me. Um, 
you know, I'd, I'd be getting maybe sometimes I just get impressions a lot of times, but I've never had a dream where he's like, this is the place um, that you're supposed to go. And actually this is what you're supposed to look for when you're there. And so that was wild. And so, but again, it's, you know, it, it's still, it's still terrifying to, you know, you're spending thousands upon thousands of dollars. You're getting, you know, getting a crew together. You're going, we show up at this place and I have no idea why we're, why we're here or what we're supposed to do. And, but then God just takes care of business. He just, he just, you know, he, God gets what God wants. That's what I always say. <laughs> if, if we say yes, right? If we say yes. If, yep. if we say, when it comes personally, like a lot of it's already written, right? In the end, God wins, period. That's written. But, but for our own personal journey, we have to say yes and be willing to follow his lead. And that's our role. That's our responsibility. I was having a really good talk with a good friend of mine, Tommy Vext, yesterday. He was the lead singer of Bad Wolves, who was like the number one rock man in the country in 2018. And then he came out politically for, for this guy, and he got slammed. He got canceled. They, they let him go from his banned they tried to steal all of his songs from him he had to sue his his label he came out against some of the stuff that was happening during uh covid uh canceled and shadow banned on social media everywhere and uh he just went through kind of a uh, uh he just went through kind of a pretty amazing and intense spiritual walk with people that kind of were looking through you know walking him through his spirit and soul and it's you can call it deliverance from things and just open his eyes to a lot and then he began to hear God speak to him a lot clearer. And I need to—I'm going to have him on the show so he can tell the story himself. But uh, he began to hear God a lot clearer, and he heard—he heard, he heard uh, God say, "Go to—I think it was Costa Rica," and he went. And the time he had was just—but it's like, where is that happening? Like we—like that's available. God is willing and longs to speak to us and give us direction and give us insight. And then if we have the faith and courage to say yes, and then to follow. He's going to meet us there. He's going to show up. And that's what your movie, that's what this film proves. It proves it. It shows it. There's no other way to describe it or say it or justify it. He is proving himself to his people through and to anybody through your film. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I always, you know, my, my whole kind of purpose in life at this point is to, if everything that, you know, I've written um, three books as well as, you know, six films now. Um, and they're pretty much I've discovered that uh, the theme is the same for pretty much everything that I create because it's it's all I really care about. And what that is, it's friendship with God. Mm. I believe the purpose in life is to become friends with God. It's mm. not it's not even necessary to get saved to go to heaven. That's a byproduct. But it's to it's to become true friends with God. You know, in, in um, I believe it's in Hebrews. Um, you know, the, the scripture talks about, no, it's not Hebrews, it's, it's Jesus, it's in John, sorry. Uh, Jesus is talking, he says, no longer do I call you slaves, I, I call you friends. Yeah. He's a slave that doesn't know what his, what, what his master is doing. Um, and so, like, to me, that's it. it you know, to become, the, become friends with Jesus is what life is for. But what I think what people forget a lot of times is, um, um, is that friendship is is basically trust and trust comes it flows two ways right it's uh we have to trust god but god also has to trust us to grow in friendship because if you think yeah. about who's your your be, think about your best friend in life your absolute best friend is the person you trust the most it's not the person you like the most necessarily it's not the most fun person in your life it's the one the, the true the one you will give you'll you trust your kids trust your bank account 
and that's your, that's your best friend. And so that's really what I want. I just want to be always be in a position where God, I, I, God can know that if he calls on, on Wilson, I can trust him that he's going to do what, what I ask him to do. It may not be perfect. It may not be great. It may not, you know what I mean? I'm sure there's other yeah. people more talented, a lot more people more talented than me, but at least I'll say yes, you know, and that's all he's asking for. That's what he's asking for. He's asking for that. Yes. Um, yeah, I love it. All right. I got another clip, another clip for a, a reaction from watching the movie, The Godman. Hi, we're just really excited about learning about what Jared Wilson discovered on who Jesus Christ is. I'm really curious on their um, understanding and their findings, so that'll be exciting to see what that is. I'm so excited just to see what's happening, and I'm so excited for the movie, see how God's moving in so many different ways. What she said. You know, I love that. Uh, I love that mother and, and her two kids there. You know, there's. I'm all. I'm very active with current events and what's taking place in the country. And there is an onslaught of an attack right now against the identity of our children, pushing this agenda that they're not how God created them, that there's either something wrong with it, or to even just uh, entertain the idea of. Me being a different gender to me, it's an attack on their identity. And so when I see a mother with her kids in there and her daughter saying she cried through the whole thing and maybe didn't really know why, I think I know why, right? It's like God's presence, Holy Spirit on earth confirms his love to us. And when you feel it, you just, you just, you can't deny it. It's, it's undeniable. But I think what we need and what this country needs right now more than ever is that understanding that revelation of who the God man is and and how he works and that he is still working today when you watch a when you watch a, a reaction video like that or the one we watched earlier what's going through your mind just I mean how do I I don't know how to, how to answer that I just you know better than anybody that this world is on fire right now it's just everything's on fire it feels like and the only one who can put the fire out is Jesus. Yeah. And it's, it, I just, it's so, it's, it's so simple, but we make it so complicated, you know, in, in the film, um, there's a couple that uh, I go and film in, in Brazil in Rio de Janeiro and they're, 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 they live in and they are ministering to, I mean, the, some of the poorest people in the, in the world. I mean, they literally, literally live in a trash dump and you know, they're the happiest people I've ever met in my entire life. And they're they're very key to, to my daughter Serenity's conversion because she was looking at them like if these guys who live here are this happy and this kind and this peaceful and like have and like and and um, you know he even says in the film he's like Jesus is the answer to every problem in life he's the yeah. answer to everything 
to poverty, to, you know, to, to identity, to any issue you have, Jesus is the answer. And, you know, when, so when I see those kinds of reactions that like we've been getting, to me, it just reiterates that Jesus is the, is the answer. And, he, and when you encounter the true Jesus, not a churchy Jesus or religious Jesus, you encounter the true Jesus, he just melts away everything. He, he changes everything. Yeah, absolutely. I know one other thing I, that that couple, uh, the missionary couple in, couple in uh, Rio, uh, they shared, um, I think it was the same couple, they shared that when they first went, they tried all the other things. They tried bringing food and clothes and, you know, being, you know, counselor, doing all, they tried doing all these things to these people that, as you said, are like the poorest of the poor. And none of it did anything. It didn't solve any problems. But when they just focused on bringing Jesus to them, everything changed. Yeah. And you see it in the film. You actually meet two people who are at very opposite ends of the spectrum. And you, I mean, you can see with your own eyes the, the difference that Jesus makes. It's incredible. Yes, it is. So this movie comes out on June 6th. How do they find it? Where do they go to find the film? Okay, so it's in theaters on, uh, I think we're in over 800 theaters uh, in the U.S. right now uh, on June 6th. It's June 6th only, just so people know. It's a one-night ah, event. One-night so, event. Um, so you basically, the easiest thing to do is just go to fathomevents.com, um, and then you just you'll, you can search for God, man. You'll see it. It's, it's like the upcoming films. Uh, and then you, right there, you can find out which theater is playing it uh, near you um, and uh, get your tickets now because it's June 6th only. So, well, and how amazing is that to have a have a film in eight hundred theaters at all? Uh, I mean, just to have a film, and I don't, I don't is, have all your films done uh, gone theaters, and then if the theater has a good reaction, no, so, obviously they pick up more. No, this is the first of my films that have uh, that have gone into theaters. It's funny because you know I've met with heads of uh, Sony, Columbia Pictures, and found out that like a lot of them are like like secret fans of my work uh, wow. but they're all like we can't we can't we can't put this movie in theaters like it's 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 way too christian it's way too niche it's way too whatever um you know they're looking for something that's a little bit more dumbed down um and so i'm like okay but it was just, so it's just been a nice little gift from uh, from the lord i look at and, and i think it's also a testament to the power of this film that's like okay we got well, this one deserves to be in theaters so um yeah so if, if enough people go we, we can we can hopefully add more dates but uh, we just need to get Pack those theaters out, man. June 6th. June 6th and June 6th only. I want to show the trailer. So I wanted to build up for this. The trailer. This is the official trailer. Uh, it's about three minutes. But this is the best sneak peek somebody's going to get on this. And then we'll come back and then we'll, we'll just close it out. I got a couple things that I want to ask you uh, to do. And I think I think Holy Spirit's going to show up and close it out with us. I, think, I know he's already here, but I think he's going to do some more stuff too. So enjoy this trailer. Do not go anywhere because I think the last part of this interview is going to be the best part for you. Enjoy this. question who is Jesus is probably one of the most profound questions and you notice that this was one of the major questions in the New Testament that um, Jesus asked his disciples who do you say that I am 
It's not even a possibility for Jesus to be anything else other than the Messiah. He's either a madman or he is the Messiah. He is, he was and is, the God-man. That means he was God as though he were not man. He was man as though he were not God. perfect. Nobody else is. Why would I want to join that club? <laughs> because he's perfect. And I was dead and now I'm alive. And it's not about a club. It's not about a building. It's about a man. It's, it's about a man named Jesus. And it has nothing to do with how many I have in my church attendance or followers on Instagram or how many people I have watching a TV show. None of that, none of that is a savior. He is the savior. Wow. <laughs> wow, I was just reliving some of the, uh, the the moments of the film watching that. And uh, yeah, the part with Jake uh, Hamilton having a, a vision or dream. And then that like, you know, it just it appears they realize they're literally standing at the place where he had a dream about being there. And I think it was like seven years or three or seven, seven years. years. Seven years prior, yeah. Seven years prior, it's like there's just so many things in there. And friends, I got to tell you, right now, more like more than ever before, everybody knows that I I, I champion this man. I, I appreciate him. I love what he's tried to do, what he did for our country, what he's trying to do to to stop a lot of the uh, uh, attacks that are coming out our country. We need that, but he is not a savior. He is not a savior. He's not the savior. There's all. There's been all this talk, but you know, people say, "Oh, he's dreaming." Like he's not, and he's admitted it. He said it. What is going to be the change agent, the necessary shift? What is going to bring the shift? Is going to be people that, as that trailer just said, you don't know him until you meet him. When you meet him, friends, is when everything changes. Everything shifts. Everything. And I'm a living testament to that. I would not be alive today, literally, if it wasn't for his grace and mercy and for have meeting him. Uh, so, Darren, final thoughts. What are your final thoughts? What do you want to share and speak to the people that are watching this on why they should go on June 6th only on June 6th, and take as many people with them as possible? What would you say? I just want you to encounter him. I just, 
if you want your life changed, go see this movie. Um, and, and it's not because of anything that I did. It's not anything that I've created. Kind of like you said in the beginning, you know, uh, I've, I've tried to partner with God on this thing as much as I can. And I know you're going to encounter him despite me <laughs> in this, in this film. And I just really, I just really want people to, to encounter my best friend, Jesus. Um, and he will change your life. And even if you, even if you know him, even if you're, you've been a believer your entire life, um, it, this thing is going to supercharge you. Um, but I would really encourage people, especially bring, if you have any prodigals in your life, like, you know, cause it's easier to take somebody to a movie theater than it is to a church. Um, yes. so, or anybody that you know, that just needs a touch from Jesus or just needs a, just a spiritual hug, you know, go to this thing. So, um, yeah. And then the other thing that we're encouraging people to do, uh, is actually go and, and, and if, you, if it's possible in advance, buy extra, extra tickets, but not just for like your friends but like to carry around with you and just print them out. And if, if mm. God ever highlights anybody to you, just, you know, go up to them and hand them to them. You know, I think you need to see this movie. I think God wants you to go see this film on, on Tuesday. So, you know, we, I just, cause I don't want this, these, these uh, theaters to be packed with a bunch of Christians. I want, I want Christians, non-believers, atheists, skeptics. I want the whole lot in there so that, that God can just do whatever he wants to do with them. And, uh, but yeah, I just really encourage people to go. Um, you you will not regret it. I promise. And and I second that promise, friends. You will not regret it. Nobody that goes will regret it. And again, like like I can't emphasize it enough. More than ever, right now at this moment in history, we need people to encounter Jesus. And it may not happen at church. And like Darren said, it's a lot easier to get people to go to a movie theater than to a church. So I'm going to buy some of those uh, advanced tickets. How does that work? Once you buy it, 